This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by Dressing Life's Wounds Clothing Company. Dressinglifeswounds.bigcartel.com. Raw, original streetwear. Check it out. Oh, mmm, mmm. Watch me spill that all over myself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Intergalactic Interviews, episode 22. I am, of course, MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and sitting here with me right now at Amp Record Studios is one of my best friends for a long time. I've known this guy a very long time. One of the most well-known personalities to me on the left coast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Stephen Lingren. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you Welcome. very much for having me. That was really applause break would have been. Oh, had a, I don't know. You, you do a lot of sitcom work. <laughs> Those of you out there wondering, uh, you know, what brings Stephen to this program? He is an actor. Uh, he's been working within the field for several years now, and. Uh, while I find him to be my friend and very interesting in that regard, uh, he's actually very interesting in his professional life as well. So we're sitting here and we're discussing stuff just before we went on the air. We're talking about uh, different different shows you've been on. You've been on uh, a, a whole gamut, a G-A-M-U-T of shows. And uh, did you, where does that word come from, gamut? Where does that come from? Have you ever I, heard of that? I think it's uh, where does that gambling. Come? Gambling? Gambling, for sure. Something You're very soft-spoken today, Stephen Lingard. <laughs> Does it make you feel uh, you know, a little concerned? Is the, are the lights not high, uh, bright enough? Well, you've got a pretty romantic setting in here for us. Well, yeah, so I put sure. down the slider. You know, the, put down the put fader. Down the slider. Yeah, I, you know, the... <laughs> Everybody knows exactly what you meant by that. Like that. <laughs> put down the slider. Uh, I, had a, I had a pretty good question for you, just to knock things off right, right at the start. Um, because you're an actor, and because uh, being an actor in today's modern era means that you have to go through uh, a gauntlet. There we go, from gamut to gauntlet. You like mm-hmm. that? Um, going through a gauntlet of, of auditions, um, the the whole the idea that you have to present yourself to someone and then they have to accept it for what it is and then judge you on, on your performance, but that performance is not a real depiction of how you might actually do it in front of other people who are also selected to do that job. Uh, my question to you is, how do you deal with, uh, uh, you know, inevitable rejection because of auditions, how they go through? I mean, you've been very successful yourself in, in, in many oh, areas. I have not been successful. I mean, they say it's, you know, for every audition you do, you might do, you know, if you get one of ten, that that's a good success rate. Like, yeah, that, but that's a su- successful actor. Okay, but like, I'm looking at shows you've been uh, a part of. You've been able to be, in any capacity, you've done uh, work on uh, CTV's uh, Arrow, you've mm-hmm. done uh, uh, Fringe, you've done... Um, uh, motive, I, killing, motive, not that CTV killing. Stuff, yeah. yeah, I'm going to embarrass you, make you name off your own shows. So yeah, you well, to... <laughs> I thought that was your job. That's okay. Yeah, so you're like, yeah, I seem really well prepared today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying my best. Well, you brought beer, so I guess that makes up for any uh, shortcomings. Thank you. Well, you're soft-spoken now. First of all, you're one of the <laughs> loudest guys I know, and now you're sitting there on, on the white just, leather. Just relaxing. Yeah. You're having a good time. I am. Or it's, you, it's really good to see you, actually. It's, it's been too long. It's been it a long nice time. It was nice to just come in here and hang out for a little bit, actually. Yeah. What is, what is your general opinion of, uh, of this new studio? Like, this is your first time at the label and well, everything? Well, I've only got any, the only thing I've got to compare it to is your old studio, so it's... 
Very nice. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a step up, my friend. Lingren was a former resident of uh, the now infamous Rupert House that we've discussed on several episodes before this. But uh, essentially, there was this five-bedroom house that we had, and uh, uh, I, I tried to fill it with as much talent as possible. And uh, Lingren represented that acting talent within the within the house. And uh, um, one of my favorite things about Lingren is he's very self-depreciating, even of his own accomplishments. And I don't know if that's just like an acting thing, like a, like a self-imposed. Uh, humble nature but like dude you you do so much and i just like how do you how do you gauge uh your own success that you, you don't feel like you're you're doing like because you just scoffed at me saying you're 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 successful at this point but you, what like what's your own success measure then well, how do you gauge it it would be to support myself in acting you know to, to have like a consistent thing because every day in acting you wake up Unless you have a, a contract signed, you're unemployed, right? Right. So you're going out there and you've got to make your own work. You've got to, like you said about the auditions, you've got to make them like you. You've got to make, you've got to bring something to the table. So, I yeah, I just, I want to be successful in my craft is all. I think that it's like uh, a sliding scale then of like, of how much people, like how, of how you actually perceive success because... For me, if I if I was an actor, I would just say like, oh, "Wow, any gig involved leads me to the next one inevitably." So, so landing any role would get me to the next spot, right? Well, of course, and that's that's a, what a lot of it it's about. It's just keeping on going, keeping getting that next role, getting in the community. Like we talked about earlier, how um, community is really important around here in Vancouver. Like it's a small. It's all the same. Yeah, the, the same uh, PA, like uh, production assistants yeah. and uh, assistant directors are all on the same sets. They're all on the same productions around here. So you're so mellow now. You know all what I mean? All of a sudden, did I you, ruin your sound check? No, no, no. I mean, no, no. I mean, you just, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. What can I say? I just, uh, you. You, know, you like okay. How I know you, and I haven't seen you in person in a couple months, right? But because we've both been busy doing our own thing, but uh, in the entertainment industry itself, there's this this uh, whole transformation you go through eventually. At least I found where you become very aware of how people are perceiving the the way you you do your particular craft and it like humbles you now we're both from the same small town i know we both grew up drinking out of the same mm-hmm. beer cans and the like trough. the same trough and uh it, you know like we used to play sports together in high school you know there was like uh like i, I think you have one of the most unique perspectives on me on you yeah. yeah that that i've ever had on this show which is really you know unique a lot of people just know me for production. I, I know you as Jamie McDonald, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, the people, you know me as what my email is for this label, which is <laughs> Jamie at Amp Records. And people are like, I thought your name was MD. Every fucking week I get some kind of comment about, I thought your name was MD. Why is it Jamie? Well, I'll tell you why, because that's my actual name. So just relax. You know, like, I don't know. What's a, what's a good memory from high school? Do you remember? I remember I had that. Uh, there was this house party I threw at my parents' place when uh, they were out of town. I totally got caught. You got in so much trouble. Yeah, I got, I got like three months. Your dad, I, if I had your dad around, I would not pull, try to pull that stuff. You're crazy. You're yeah. Crazy. Well, I, you know, I it was once in a lifetime. I had to do it. It was good. And uh, it's you know that party still rings bells. Yeah. That's that's what's good. You know, it was the first time uh, our high school had ever won all four gender. 
well, what, there are four genders? No, like two, both genders, both senior and junior, so four different divisions. We had one gold in all four or something like genders. that. Wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. So well, four genders. <laughs> Alien genders. <laughs> yeah. Male A, male B. It was the first time we ever done that, and so I threw this crazy shaker, this like house party that was just insane. And uh, it was fucked up. There was... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, but it was it was like those uh, like a like a film like Can't Hardly Wait or something like that, like <laughs> where it's just like uh, just people overflowing and, and drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And how, how did I think I was going to get away with it? I have no oh, idea because yeah. no I didn't, not even close. And I, I was I think I was well. Grounded. There was police. Rec- I mean, we're talking about a town of what twenty twenty thousand at the time. Yeah, maybe probably less than that. Less than that. Yeah. Just I mean, the co- if the cops are called, you know, <laughs> your parents know all the cops. The cops know everybody. Everyone it's knows. A- yeah, and, and they were. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. It's over. Like, I mean, we, you think you're you're a genius, you know, sixteen year old, but yeah, I was like, no, no I got this mapped out, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you have nothing mapped out. You, you don't even know how to get to Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was trying my best, but it, it didn't work out. But like, um, I remember. Uh, I remember lots of stuff. I remember playing uh, soccer with you, and uh, I remember uh, being like, we were like young guys on the team, and we were like some of the uh, the youngest guys on the team at the time, and uh, because we were tall, and so they took us on. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember the first, very first game I played in the high school league. I was like, yeah, I might have been tall, but I was like grade nine or something <laughs> like that, and uh, playing against guys that are like almost drinking age. Yeah. And then they were just dest- the the first kick I went to go challenge a, a tackle or something, like that, and this guy just destroyed me. And I like I like it was my first shift essentially, <laughs> and I had to, I did like almost limp off. I'd never off. played soccer before. It was like, yeah, I can kick a ball. Yeah, I was like, I can kick. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah try, trying my very best, you know. What. Why don't you tell me a bit about uh, working in Vancouver here? You know, because like I, I'm a producer, so I know like a lot of the music scene, but I, I don't know a lot of the acting scene. What do you What do you feel is uh, uh, something that that draws you to being in, in the acting field out here? Well, I mean, if you want to be an actor and you're Canadian, you're generally in Vancouver, Toronto, or Montreal. It's, it's just basically where it goes. And Vancouver is a great city. I like it. You know, I've been here for four years now, so I'm starting to get uh, inundated in the community and right. uh, uh, really starting to, you know, know my way around the entertainment industry, yeah. like you're I, saying. Have you have you acted in uh, other cities um, in any capacity? I No, I, I've flown to other cities to do auditions, but I've never acted in any other city. What, what other city... Uh, Calgary specifically. You really? What yeah. Did you, what? What it was the? Uh, it, well, it was it was uh, it was actually a callback audition. I put an audition on tape. Um, my agent sends a lot of my auditions. I just put on tape, and will they'll get sent out to L.A. They'll get right. sent out to Calgary, and it, it doesn't really seem to work out that well. But this is one of the ones I did, and so I got called in for the cal- callback. Went to Calgary, and I didn't get it eventually. But uh, what did the what did the audition entail? Like how did, how do they go about determining if you're well part for of the it? callback? It was like. Um, Cause like it was to basically fly you proving out there and your stuff. proving your special skills was a lot about it. Like uh, special they, skills. They had you horseback riding. They had you doing uh, sword play and things horseback like that. Horseback riding. What am I buzzing here? My phone's buzzing. How dare you? How, how dare you? How dare you? We're working here. We're working here, motherfucker. Yo, special skills. They did you really just say horseback riding though? 
You have to you have to be an equestrian master to, to get this act like this uh, this game. Well, I didn't get the act. So well, was, was no that master. part of it? Did you not? Yeah, be like, no. It's, well, you uh, I mean, for different parts, require different things, right? <laughs> if you handle a gun, if you drive a car, you know, you need to have a license. You need to be, you know, it's just like anything else. Really. So, like. Did you actually mount a horse to do this audition? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was me and three other guys, and we rode around for probably, like, three hours. What? Yeah. Okay, so so, so was there... Like no, there was not, nothing crazy. Like, we just rode I'm around, like, met the horses. Um, what was your horse's name? I don't know. I don't remember. You don't remember the horse's name? No, I, I remember one was Blaze, but it, the Blaze, it was this black horse that the other guy got, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Did you that, want that one? Yeah, that's that one. I wanted that one. That's the only one I remember. Was this like Avatar? You, you like, it, it chose you. <laughs> you? You like looking at you want to link with it or something? Yeah. Uh, is, is that why? Is are you gonna blame that as like why you didn't yes. get you, you didn't link yeah, with the horse? That's why. I bet you if you could remember the horse's name, that would go a long way. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, like, figure, you know, what the horse's name was. I would, I'm trying to picture this situation where there's, like, you said there's four of you, three of you. Mm-hmm. Th- oh, so you plus three guys, right? Me, me plus two. Okay, you plus two. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's the three of you yeah. on horses. And uh, I'm trying to picture there's, like, some poor PA, <laughs> some some production assistant. Oh, no, and no. The director. This, this was all, all, in, all in addition process, right? So there was... No, 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 I mean, like, watching this and, like, judging the, the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it was probably, it was only probably, like, with the, with the, the ranch hands, there was probably only, like, two, like, film people there. And they, so they had a lot to deal with. <laughs> they had a lot to watch. So, wait, know? so that, so these people that were watching, that's what I'm saying. Was this, like, an equestrian event where they, like, all right, now no, we're going to no, jump no, the like horses? A, like, so that, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, there's no jumping or anything. Like, we just rode around. We jumped on. <laughs> we jumped off the, off the horse, you know? Did you, did you, like, here's what I'm saying. Because, like, a, you know, a lot of, a lot of actors go to a lot of great lengths to, to land roles. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, you know, they'll show up in, like, a, a certain outfit or something like that no, or whatever. Did you, were you, like, rocking saddlebags? No. And, no, no, you weren't like, oh, giddy up. Like, no. that's what I'm saying. Did you get on the horse and do, do it like, I have oh. saddlebags to rock? I don't know. <laughs> no. I showed up in my jeans and my T-shirt. I was like, so what are we doing today? Were they at least dungarees or wrangler or something? They were... Probably the Levi? jeans I have on right now. The jeans you have. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is real as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm just, I'm really amazed at the whole audition process in general because um, yeah, it's hard. It's fun. It's hard. It's nerve wracking. You've got to, like you said earlier, you got to deal with rejection. You got to be able to han- handle rejection and not take it personally. That's really hard. <laughs> it's tough, man. Well, and, yeah. I, I, I experience. Um, like a microcosm of, of that in, in my own field within uh within music being within the entertainment field i i have uh you know i have clients i'm working with like right now and uh, i have uh prospects that i'm working with right and um when i'm producing a, a client or or a score for like a like a video game or a film or something like that uh a lot of it is just going through this never-ending it seems like uh, never-ending revision process where you're just trying to get it exactly to the vision of the client, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, for the most part, it's it's like very, very hard sometimes to to like find that balance where it's what they want. But do you get want. to sit down with the client and um, and, and kind of hash out that vision? Well, in in principle, like I do, like ideally, it's always a face to face because I've never had ever 
a revision go beyond maybe two revisions in person right. ever because um, I can always get the exact vibe right. of what the client wants. Oh, because you're, you're oh, a master. Yeah. Well, I'm dealing with a professional here, ladies and gentlemen. Take note. <laughs> Take note. I'm writing this down. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to knock your dick in the dirt. I'm like, this guy's going to take me down. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. You know, you keep me humble. He's like, I knew you and uh, you, you're just lanky and just fucking whatever. I'm like, yeah, nah, you know, now nah, I got some producer pounds. Uh, it's, it's just, it's odd that, uh, you know, in a telecommuting kind of, uh, like, atmosphere, when I'm, like, talking to someone, you know, this past week I was doing work with this uh, artist in Japan, and then also the same day dealing with this artist who's in Australia, but he's Irish, you mm-hmm. know, so uh, I'm doing revisions for both of these tracks via social media and whatever other ways we're communicating, yeah. and it's, like, a revision process that, again, like you said, you can't take it personally, but it's it's almost like I get to audition several times mm-hmm. as opposed to well here's one shot i hope to god you can do well, it yeah that's kind of yeah. what my point was going to be right you you kind of had that revision process you know and it, it, how long is it going on it goes on for weeks months whatever yeah when you walk into an audition you know i always say if the people behind the desk tell you to do something have have a dialogue with you talk to you tell you to change it that that's good because that's that's all you get you know that revisionist process process that you're talking about yeah. happens in about 20 to 25 minutes you know an audition isn't half an hour generally well how okay wait let me let me ask okay i've never ever done a uh, audition I, I bet you the majority of the people listening to this podcast have, have never never done an audition so just for the sake of it okay uh I, i'll be you and you be the 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 uh the casting director, okay? Okay. Okay. So you generally have like a few people with you, right? That yeah, are, oh. uh, there'll be a casting director. I've got a desk. I, I may have an assistant here. Maybe the director. Maybe, maybe, maybe very rarely. And there'll be a guy handling the camera and a person beside the camera that's going to read to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to walk in here, okay? Boom, we'll we'll improv in. this. Ready? Okay. Uh, so tableau. And here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Ready? Okay. Hi guys, how's it going? Hello, Jamie. Uh, um, my name is Jamie McDonald, and today I'll be uh, reading from a piece. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we're aware. Uh, we're just wondering if you have any questions about the piece. Oh, um, I I was wondering if if you would prefer me more animated uh, as the script as directed, or or would you rather have me more human? How, just do it how how you uh, how you do it normally. <laughs> Can't wait. Pause the game for a sec. So that's. The majority of the direction they would give you, they instead of like the really helping thing, you out. No, honestly, the first thing they want to see is what what you bring, what you bring to the table. What what you bring? And, they, and they'll do they it's, do they it's usually rare. Cut like you I off? would I would never ask because I'm, honestly, like I it's that's my art, right? I'm bringing in I want what I want. Yeah, you know, like I've worked on this piece. This is what I'm going to bring you. So I would never ask. I would never the ask them. The way I them, just went about that, that was wrong? <laughs> no, no, it was good. Like, it's, it's really general, but, like, they'll, they'll ask if you have some pieces and, like, usually, like, oh, where where is an eyeline? Okay, I'm going to be talking to two people here. Right. Here and here it will be my two people. Or, right. You know, it, it's just um, more lo- logistical questions than, like, how do you want me to do this? You rarely ask that. That would be, like, a sign of amateur shit. Okay. So, <laughs> which which I was. <laughs> but, uh, um, so it would be more stage direction rather than than uh performance yeah, based because like, it's so it's it's like yeah it's like, extremely difficult in, in a room to to manufacture this thing in do do they usually uh say there's like a second part to the piece 
Uh, do they usually have someone who's already hired to do that part? No, it's a it's a dead read. It's somebody like you hired off the street to say, "Hello, what is your name?" Like oh terrible my God, like that? Did you murder my my dad? Oh, <laughs> Stephen Lindgren. No, honestly, it's not terrible like that. A lot of people that are in that role will, will give you something, but you can't expect. It. <laughs> you, like I've had I've had the entire spectrum. Really? Yeah. So you've had over actors. No, no, I've had like people who've like just given me a little bit and done good, and I've just had people just doing the dead read, you know, because no, nobody in that role is going to be like trying to like overact or do anything. They're, really, they're just there to read the lines that. They're Have you ever done a uh, group other than the uh, horseback riding commercials? Yeah, commercials. That's how commercials are done. That's how commercials are casted. Yeah. Okay, generally. Once you walk me through, what's the diff- what's the main differences then? Uh, so so um, instead of like having a tri council for, for a series or a, a movie. You, you get a call time, you get a part, you usually have maybe four, two to four to five days to work on it. You, you bring up your own thing, you have a call time, you go into a, a studio, you know, what wherever it may be, North Van, here in Burnaby. Not here in Burnaby, but Where? east yeah, of yeah, Burnaby. Yeah, yeah. We're downtown, son. Yes. You better check your postal codes. That's Excuse not... Me. Um, my apologies. So you, so you generally you walk into a, a room with ten guys that look exactly like you, all looking at pieces of paper that the exact piece of paper that you what? have, reading out the exact same thing that you're trying to read out and memorize what? and put their thing on. So that must be weird. You oh walk yeah, into it's a room. totally weird. You see the same people at every one. Wait a minute. Wait. So you walk into a room of full of people that <laughs> kind of resemble you. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait. So you see a bunch of people that look like it's you. true, and you know what these people do? They like put a wild card, and they'll be like, all like six foot one white guys, and then it'll be like a black guy. Be like, oh, <laughs> you're the wild card. Is it? They, qu- they, they throw you in for like. <laughs> is it by chance, Quasi Thomas? Just like <laughs> he gets called to this audition. Yeah. He's uh, yo, um, he does good work actually, Quasi. Yeah, Quasi. I've actually seen him on set a couple times. He doesn't know me, but I know him. Really? Yep. Quasi is a really good guy. You should yeah. Just say what's up. He's he's yeah. super nice, man. He's uh, uh, busy, right? Yeah. Well, he's actually doing a show uh, tomorrow night mm-hmm. uh, at the Rio Theater. He's doing the Underground Comedy Railway. Nice. Should be pretty rad. Um, if if you were like to walk into this room full of people that look like you, uh, I was just thinking. You know, it's weird. It's the first thought that came into my mind. If it, I was like, I don't know if I'd bring my girlfriend. <laughs> these auditions, you know, because like a girlfriend walk in and be like, "My guy's not so unique," you know, like look at look at all the guys that look like him, kind of. You know, <laughs> my, my girl knows I'm not. <laughs> there's nothing special about me. I, I, there's no errors. I don't put. I'm like errors. trying to, uh, you know, like uh, I'm trying to go with this and like nurture this facade that you know, like oh yeah, I'm a snowflake. You know, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> just like everyone else. Yeah, I'm like oh oh I'm one of a kind. You know, like like hopefully she doesn't figure it out because she's she's the. Uh, She's definitely the, the, my, when people say better half, I mean, she's like my better three quarters for sure. Yeah. Like, like I, I bring 25% of this relationship. Yeah. She's, she's the whole thing for sure. I love her so I, much. I right? feel the same way. It's just, um, there's no, ha- I'm just, I just bring her down, <laughs> you know, like she's just the better everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, Yo, case in point last know. week on Valentine's <laughs> our, our Valentine's day together. Like I, uh, most people, you know, they go out for a nice dinner or something like that mm-hmm. for the lady. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my whole part of my gift to her was let's, let's just do nothing because we always do everything all the time it's always uh, you need, you need shows that. and events you and, need that that's yeah real. that's for real man it's for it's crazy and, and like even she was like yeah when was the last time we just stayed at home and i was like uh 
I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But if we're not out there making moves and stuff, I don't meet new people. Can't get the podcast growing. Can't do this kind of stuff. Can't get new clients for yeah, production. You must be in dire straits when you're calling me. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm calling you, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I must be just, you know, these marks on my arm, those are scrapes from the bottom of the yeah. barrel. I'm just trying, <laughs> trying my best. <laughs> oh, the self-deprecation Yeah, I'm, I'm like, maybe fucking Lindgren's got nothing going on, you know? You know, maybe he can give me some time. The reality is, though, like... Uh, you're a very smart dude. You have a, a, a good background in like so much. You're always reading uh, books that I wish I had time to read, and somehow you have time to read it. And I have no idea how you do that because you're always, as well as acting and memorizing. Like that's another thing too is in, in music, memorizing a song is so inherently more easy to me than memorizing a passage from a book or something like that. How, how do you go about memorizing your lines? Well, see, I'm sure you have a process and I, I everybody does. Mine, it's hard to say. Like, for mine, it's a logical process. Like, most writing fo- follows a logical thing. You know, if you listen well, whatever happens is going to be natural. It's <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? What like when mean? I when I read a script, you know, you say hi. The guy says, "How are you?" The guy says, "Well, well, what did what did you do?" Today? Yeah, well, what I did, did you this. do? Today? You know, it's just like a normal conversation. Like yeah. every writing is just normal everyday things. So everyone said, "Why did you shoot my dad?" You know, you're not going to say, "I like that speaker over there." You know, it, there's going to be some. So a lot of things, it's not so much about memorizing the exact words. The exact you got to memorize what's going on you've got to memorize the scene the character the so so much other things come into it and uh so like it's it's not necessarily about memorizing the lines for, for the me, scene yeah for me this it's, is it's, my it's, thing yeah it's more about absorbing the overall nature of of what's happening yeah that that is actually a really good way of looking at it i think i'm looking at it so black and white where i'm like these are my lines uh what do you think is the general variance from script to improv uh, is is because it varies it from director. It definitely depends. It definitely yeah. depends in uh, from TV to film. I'm sure there's a lot more in film. Like in, in TV, there are script supervisors where their only job is to make sure the actor says the exact words that are on the script. So when I started talking about my process, that's only the first step to my process is to understand what's going on, to feel the character, to understand the logical process of the conversation. And right. then right. you got to polish it. You have to be a professional. You have to say the words that the, the writer gives you, right? Like, that is your job. You have to honor what the writer is saying. This is his art, you know, that you must embody. So... Yeah, like, as a writer, I would think, I'm like, man, this guy's just improving off no, my exactly. actual so, words. So what I mean by that is just, it's my first step to get into it because it is very important to stay on script and stay on the words. And you know it happens. It happens. They say, oh, it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't feel like saying this. Can we say it a different way? It happens a lot on set. Yeah. Okay, say it like this instead. Or... You know, the set will be held for 20 minutes and the writer will rewrite something. Right there on the spot. Right there on the spot. It happens a lot because, I mean, there's so many moving parts in this industry. You get to a thing and all of a sudden the guy's saying her instead of she's. And then, and, and in his world, you know, it's just it's just a little thing. It's, it, it's he totally, wants to say her yeah. and not she because yeah. that's what makes sense, and that's, that's what actually makes sense. But then he's trying to stay on, and the script supervisor's job is to keep him on script. And then so he has to realize, like, oh, this is actually I think is a small mistake in the script. And so to actually get the writer down to give him the okay to say do that, wow. you know, there's that's crazy parts. Yeah. Okay, so is is the uh, is the script supervisor. Are, are they sometimes the writer? Are they also the same person? Never. 
Never? I've never. Well, not You've never experience. experienced that? No? And I, not in anyone I've ever talked to. See, I would think this, and this is where the production. The writer is often not on set. No, right? Yeah. At all? At all. See, that's odd. Okay, like, let me relate that to what I'm, um, this is where the control freak of being a producer comes in, <laughs> like an audio producer, okay? Is uh, if if I produced it, I definitely want to see it through to completion, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to, oh, I wrote this script, someone optioned it, and mm-hmm. now uh, they're going to produce it. And yeah. I'm not even there. I've already been paid. Boom, done. Hopefully they have a good script supervisor that follows it. And that's like, and you're just putting it in the hands and, of and, someone. And the script supervisor is just the words. Never mind the editor who puts it all together, you know. That's like, true too, right? And, and how they're able to portray it. Exactly. You're right about there being so many moving parts within the industry. It's it's very crazy when something something is really well done because it means like so many good people came together to make mm-hmm. it properly. Exactly. I think it's really a good adage, like you get what you pay for. And obviously, Definitely. when you when you pay the right people, it, it can become a good product. Mm-hmm. Well, what has been the uh, the best experience for you so far, and all the shows you've been a part of so far? What has been the best experience for you? How, what, what would you say uh, when when someone mentions, uh, "Oh, you like acting"? What's the first it, the first uh, set that pops up in your head? That's a good one, eh? That's yeah, <laughs> that's great. I mean, I was thinking about that. It's just it's just different things, really. I like. Um, Geez, some of my favorite stuff to do is just the independent stuff around here. I've got to do a lot of cool stuff just uh, with independent, like student films. Like I, I got to go and uh, drive a Humvee and shoot a fifty cal, like a fifty cal turret in the top of a Humvee, wow. like with blanks. What and, What was that like? It was cool. It was so You're fun. Shooting a gun, yeah. a and gun that could, that has bullets the size of your forearm. Yeah, it's <laughs> the the fifty cal on, like on the back of a. What did that sound Humber. like? Loud. Loud. It was great. It was blanks, and it, so I don't know if it's just as loud. I've never heard a fifty. Cal. I would imagine a fifty cal blank is still quite loud. Yeah, like that. That would be. It was, it was crazy. Chugga 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 chugga. And like, I've, I've done work like I've got my firearms right, so I've done work on arrow like being the mask, the guy in the paintball mask, you know, and shooting the M4, and even that's extremely loud. That's so very I, loud. I, I just like doing that stuff. Like my dream would just be armored up, and like I, I'm just the. I'm a man. Like, what can I say? I want to put on some armor and swing a sword and shoot a gun. Like, that's my favorite I, I stuff. I could totally see. You and, like, and you know what? Like, people that don't know you, they should just know that, like, that suits you so well. <laughs> like, I could just see you really taking advantage of, like, uh, an apocalyptic scenario and just throwing on some samurai armor <laughs> and just just becoming total Shaolin, but also medieval knight Templar. And then just being, like, this dude running out there smacking heads with battle axes and stuff like you've always been a bit of a renaissance dude what do you attribute that to do you have um an educational event that happened that because you're you're no, like i, I was saying it, earlier think, you're well read man like you're, i think that's what it is i was gonna say i think that is just my my reading like and that and that's my reading's all encompassing right like i read fantasy and i read you know the latest study on well, what have yeah? What have you been reading recently? What have you been getting um, into? The, the, a couple of recent things I've done it, I've read were uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I've heard very good things about that. It's interesting if you've heard like you know like eighty percent of the people in the NHL, eighty percent of the NHL players are born in January, February, March. That is really actually. I, I was reading a, um, a review of that, and uh, a friend of ours, uh, Liz and I, uh, mm-hmm. she had just read this book, and mm-hmm. she was saying about how like exactly the same thing. It's, yeah, it's self perpetuating. Yeah, like who who is 
who really excels in a field is really based on how much support they receive from their family. Is that true? Is that how that goes? It's very much what it is. It's just... um it's, that's that's exactly what it is. It's just the support systems um, that we have in society, like not even from their family, but from, from uh, the government, and not not the amount of support, but how they're structured. That's very like okay. So what what would be a um, so a I'm contrast? Gonna, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna go right to the the NHL thing, right? How we do it here in Canada, being like one of the premier hockey nations of the world, us in the U.S. Right. Um. We do Mighty Mites, we do Junior A, like, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, right? And the cutoff date is January 1st, right? Like, like if you're coming into into Mighty Mites and you're born in January 1st, you're going to be in the same league as a kid that's born December 1st, you know? That's but, right. But when you're five years old, that's a year of development, you know what I mean? That's true. So. Yeah. So what that happens is the stronger kids get pulled up into the the, the Bantam programs, the AAA programs, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in that these older kids become the better hockey players just because they've received that support throughout and, the years. And they get that the extra years. little bit and, of development. And the same phenomenon can be found overseas in Europe with their soccer programs. Their cutoff date is September. So being born in September is a huge, like most, of the, huge most of the soccer players in Europe born in September, right? Wow. Like it's, so, so yeah, if you play like football in in Europe, yeah, it, it's just it's an it's the same thing like to be born in the fall. Exactly, it's, wow. it just becomes that self self fulfilling prophecy. Excuse me. That's that's interesting that they're able to track an analytic like that. Like, what is the what would you think it is in entertainment? Because it's such a wide field. Do you think there is a pinpoint that they can knock? Everyone's fucked up in entertainment. Yeah, everyone's been raped or has had been molested abused or something. Or Have like, you been molested or raped? I've I, never been raped no, or molested. No, not not raped. I've been, I've been abused. You know, it's like everyone is fucked up. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was, uh, I was pushed to the edge emotionally when I was a young person, <laughs> yeah. but I, I wasn't like physically or or, or sexually yeah. abused. But I, I had like uh, uh, a pretty tough time in a small town. Well, it, it's just know? how it is. Yeah, know? like like I grew up with you. You know, yeah. it's like it's like like you were saying earlier. You're like, if I had your dad, I would never, <laughs> yeah, <holy laughs> I would never have done that party. You know, <laughs> and, I, and I know exactly what you mean. But but like, you see him now, and he's like Pastor Dave, yeah, and yeah. like he's like the nicest dude ever. But yeah, like th- that type of uh, um, like rationale is like really what gives me cause now when I when I deal with people is like it's like I know the extent of of human. Uh, emotions mm-hmm. like the range that someone can ex- go from because like it's and it's a common thing like you see yeah. these, these actors and these entertainers um overdosing on heroin or or yeah. having issues and it's just a common thing because i just there's lost. some draw there's some draw there i don't know what it is i'm not a scientist but let me tell you it exists it does exist philip seymour hoffman recently right just went that well, yeah one see, of many what do you what do you think about the there's a little bit of backlash there because you know he has three young kids under 10 He's on heroin. He's banging tar, black tar, allegedly, mm-hmm. into his, his arm. Okay. Um, he died of a allegedly of a heroin overdose. So, right. what, I mean, do you think it's like it's? There's a weird thing. It's like obviously it's irresponsible to be a, a, an addict, but is it more irresponsible to be an addict with children, or is there is there a, a line there? Do they are they even aware? What do you think? <sighs> I think that I'm not allowed to pass judgment on anybody. That's a good. That's a good way of thinking about it. I think that, um, yeah, it, it it is impossible to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, right? So, to pass judgment to say you're a piece of shit because of this, I mean that, 
I don't do that. It's difficult to to really wrap your your head around that, man. Like like honestly, um, he's a human being. Anyone's a human being. Exactly. But, yeah. You know? There's sometimes without having the face to face, you lose that that connection with being able to say like, hey, you. I would never say something offensive to you in person or yeah. otherwise because I I know you would take offense to it or or whatever or, or how you might yeah, react to it. Whatever it may be. Yeah, it's because it's going to elicit an actual response. Whereas okay, you're a name in a history book at this point. You're mm-hmm. stati- you're you're a statistic. Mm-hmm. You don't have uh you don't have uh, any more feelings to give on the matter. Therefore, I can just say whatever about you. That that's like a really odd way that humans deal with with other humans. It's it's very interesting in that way. I, I don't. I, yeah, I know think how you to see it more it. now with like the internet, with the perpetu- like with the globalization. Right. You, you it becomes more apparent. But uh, what what about? Um, I mean, what do what I personally condone it? No, like oh, obviously no. I mean, you that, know, that's it's, obvious, it's a hard thing to do. But like, should I be speaking on your life? on anyone else's i don't think so that's you know? interesting yeah i mean like uh, that's that's what i was trying to get at the beginning of this podcast is like it, it, i'm like oh you're so steven lingard you're so soft-spoken nowadays you know, <laughs> you know you're such, such a nice guy you know you know but like uh i, I like to think myself i've grown uh in 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 uh, a capacity to be able to be more um uh, mellow and more humble and i don't know if it's like living out here on the west coast mm-hmm. or whatnot i think that that has a big thing to, that has a big part to play in that for sure but it's it's very interesting to to say okay you're in the entertainment field how people perceive you you're always on like you said mm-hmm. we're, we're both looking for gigs all the time to bang things out like mm-hmm. like we all we both have our own things going on yeah, even we right. don't turn down work right? that's right <laughs> like even right now we have our own things going on but like yeah you're right like we, we need to be able to develop the next thing and, and how you do it is that is being always on and that's like a big pressure um not only on yourself but the people around you do you find it difficult having uh like loved ones close to you like uh, having to deal with that do you do you experience that? Yeah, I do. It's because oh. they they tend to take the brunt of it without the benefit of actually experiencing it. Well, it's not the brunt of it. I just feel that like I like I've just started. Um, it's been I guess I guess a year now. Me and my girlfriend have just started living together, so I'm just starting to. Oh, like, that's new. Yeah, yeah. Just so. starting to. Uh, have you ever lived with a girlfriend before? No, nothing. nothing Never. Like, nothing like that. Yeah. That's, so a, that's a new experience. So it's eh? new for me, right? Yeah. It's new for me. I've done this before, you know, like, uh, like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm calm a lot you're now. Yeah, yeah, you're you calm need, a lot. If you need some tips, you know, whatever. I think we're calm a lot too. We've been at it for a while. If you've, if you've been living Six together months, right? in the province of British Columbia for nine months, technically you are officially common law. And that in BC at least gives you actual, uh, it equates to marital status. Yeah, I'm honored. Your health plan and everything. You're great. on her health plan. Yeah, you yeah. got some spouse. You got what you got going on. Stay See, home, dad. What's crazy though is that you know, just so you're aware, any asset you acquire after that period of time, after the nine month mark, is joint assets, regardless of who purchased it or whatnot. So you need to be aware of that moving I'm forward. Aware. Yeah, I got it's, nothing. It's okay. The best part about it, like <laughs> with this is like someone made that decision. Yeah. for us without, yeah. you know what I mean like so, like I, I you need to be aware like yeah, you said <laughs> like like how how did that even come into like was there just a huge backup of small claims courts of like of girlfriends and boyfriends that are like fighting over pets and stuff like that and then they just said look from now on if you're gonna take the step of moving in nine months if you move in with nine months that's at least the the length of one pregnancy 
then what will come instead of a baby no, I'm sure it's is a, is, is a I'm faux sure, marriage. I'm, I'm sure it's deeper than that. Is it, you, it's like economic and, and there's soci- sociological and economical issues there that, that yeah, it's more than that. Really? Sure. It's like, you think it's tax Based. Something I don't know what it is. Again, I don't I don't pretend to be a scientist, but I know that there's something there. Like Liz and I just crushed the entire season two of House of Cards this past weekend. That's how we spent uh, a bit of Valentine's. Binge watching. Yeah, that, that was that, when we stayed in. We that we show's gonna be uh, gonna be known in history as the one that like broke the ice for the digital medium right, to go straight to streaming. I gotta be and honest. And release it the way they are. Yeah. Uh, seasons at a time we were discussing between episodes every time we're we're oh let's start another one yeah yeah like right like back to back to back like that um the fact that they release all of the episodes of house of cards one one full launch like that um we were talking about how um i don't think i've like together we, we were saying i don't think i've ever been so connected to a show for for uh episode to episode and like we're really into breaking bad when it was on really into dexter you know even though the last season was whack but then like uh really like really into like game of thrones and whatnot Mm -hmm. but i think when you follow a show in a standard television format and when you actually have to wait the six to seven days between episodes there's something about the passage of time that connects you to that 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 world a little bit differently because when you're just like wow i'm gonna watch all this right now it's pretty pretty crazy like i feel like like when we were done yesterday i was like wow that world exists like it's out there like it's it's not because because people collectively participated yeah because people collectively participated it becomes Mm -hmm. a real thing Mm -hmm. it's, it's really that life is imitating art yet again you know and it's really wild it, it, like I, that's so that's what's so wild back to what you're saying do you think it's what do you think do you like it more having that passage of time like watching it episodic or watch binge watching it that's it, what i'm interested in that that's a good question I, I think when i watch game of thrones i i think in my heart of hearts i i like the passage of time because it gives me time to reflect on the show for the week and then i can get back into it mm-hmm. Be, um uh, but then in my brain, I, I want it now. Like like in our consumer yeah. culture, I'm like, oh, give me the whole yeah, season. Right. Let's, I let's want go. It now. Yeah, like right quick, now, quick you know. And easy, right? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. I'll try to do this without spoilers. But in the first season, the the big twist, the twist at the end of uh, the second last episode of season one, uh, which you're aware of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to do this so the listeners out there, yeah. if I'm not ruining it for anyone, you guys should just watch Game of Thrones. By the way, but if uh, the twist on that was um, if you binge watch that episode uh, the, the whole season and then you went right to the season finale right mm-hmm. after that, uh, you knew exactly what happened next. Whereas opposed to uh, someone dying, mm-hmm. okay, uh, on the second last episode, there was a big question the way that did it was. Did it happen? Did it actually happen, yeah, right, in yeah. directing? So for like six days between those episodes, uh, myself and my lady we're in a constant debate and it was it was fun because we got yeah. to be like you saw you saw the cut of of this prop being swung uh, but swung. you didn't quite see yeah you you personally didn't see it it was almost very much like in sling blade or something where you're but like they do that all the time like you that's talk right about, like it's, yeah, it's yeah you know thing. and also it was just the way that that the promotion mm-hmm. and marketing for that show was done you would think oh they wouldn't do that they wouldn't they wouldn't you know no, kill you this guy right so or see, girl like you said i'm a reader so i'm i'm ahead well of all i mean that. I know, I know what you're saying. Okay, I mean, you're a reader, so you've already read all the books and stuff. You know what I'm saying. But like for me, 
I, I just as a video watcher, like mm-hmm. watching the show. A video I always, watcher? A vi- <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are? That's the official term? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, coming here with my yeah. fancy terms. Yeah. What are you, a Yankee with your fucking video watch? Yeah, yeah, you know, I just watch it. You know, video watcher. Officially, I'm I'm a production assistant PA <laughs> video watcher. Um, you know what? I actually have a, a question for you that was sent in. Shoot. Do you mind if we go to listener questions for a bit? Sure. Um, just one second. Let me pull them out here. I got them all written down. Uh... Okay, this question comes in via via Facebook, actually. Um, the cool thing about this is I didn't even get to announce questions, and questions came in for you. Isn't that the cool, cool. thing? Who Do you it? like that? Is it somebody I know? I, I like to keep things anonymous just so people... Yeah, it is somebody I know. Well, well, if, if I... If I uh... <laughs> You'd say it if it's somebody I didn't know. <laughs> well, yeah. if, if, I, if I start giving names... Maybe I'll I'm do just that. Playing. Just read the question. Maybe I'll do that in the future, but I have to keep it. Okay, so uh, uh, I'm I'm cold reading this. Just you know, I just know that there's a question for you. So, uh, the question goes: If you had to fake a character slash personality at a party, what accent would you choose? Where would you be from? And what would your name be? That was extensive. That, okay, okay, you want me to repeat that? No, no, I got it. Are you? Oh, <laughs> that was a cold read, McDonald. <laughs> I don't know the name. Anytime, Mr. Lingard. I, it's Midwest. It's <laughs> Midwest American. Midwest sure. American. That's my okay. accent. Doodly doo. And uh, where would you be from? So obviously Midwest. Uh, and that would be. Your, and what would your name be? I think Montana or something. Uh, I just want. What would your name be? That would be the. Willie. Uh, Willie. 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 What? Give me a character. <laughs> <laughs> I, Willie McPherson. Willie McPherson. Now I'm Irish. That's weird. That's just, what I said is I was going to do this uh, Midwestern accent thing. A little McConaughey. Yeah. One of these accents that come way down from the south of the States was real hot. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. I know it's just you and me in the room, but I think that would be more convincing if you had your shirt off. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Do you want me to turn those lights a little bit lower? You want to higher, do motherfucker? Actually, put your pants back on. Is okay. what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, my follow-up question to that character thing would be: Is uh, have you ever faked a character accent at a party? Sure. Oh yeah, I can do it. All, I do it all the time. But like, have you ever gone to a party and been like, I don't know anyone here. I'm just gonna fucking. Do oh this. no, I, I. See, I think if I was an actor, I would do that shit, man. I would do that. I would try it. I just always know somebody. I think I, I, I vicariously... I do lots of weird things. I do lots of weird things. Like, when I'm alone on SkyTrain, I'll do stuff like that. Like what? Like bounce like a just, fake basketball and stuff? You ever yes, do that? Really? Just like that? Just like that? <laughs> yeah, like I bounce fake No, like do accents or do... Uh, just do fake stories, you know? Like, uh, somebody, uh, people always ask, where are you from? What do you do? You know, just start making shit up. Yeah? You, know? you just improv and it's oh, like... Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's fun. It's so much fun, too. Like... All my friends will say too, like I'm, I've got a crazy magnet. You know, we've got a lot of a lot of crazy people here in Vancouver, and I ride the Sky Train everywhere. Let me tell you, I endorse oh, it. I love it. Yeah, the train is a great source <laughs> of crazy entertainment. I, yeah. I've had some pretty wild experiences about the. Um, uh, this one guy approached me one time and just asked me if I was in the fire department, and I was like, "You mean it, like in it or work for it?" And he was like, "Do you work for the fire department?" And I said, "No." And he goes, "Okay." And they just like walked off the train. Cool and story, bro. I couldn't tell if he was like 
in need of like assistance or what like why like, it wasn't like he walked up like, what would have happened if you said yes that's what i was the whole rest of my trip i was like oh man what the fuck did he want like he, he could have held the key to something i didn't know about or something and he's like oh you are well i have a secret or something like that he could have told me like how to fix something and i just i lost it i lost that moment forever Stephen Lingard. it's gone i lost it let it go move forward you I have a- i look forward not backwards my son what was that? Say I that said Akuna Matata. Look forward, not backwards, my son. That's see, and that pretty much sums up who you are right now. See, like the Stephen Linger and I, I, I grew up with, and that I know was like throwing wild haymakers in in a, in a mosh pit and just listening to loud music. And now you're just like, peace, my son. The, <laughs> the river will flow with yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's amazing the transformations. <laughs> I suppose. That's it, like, just, you know what I always think? I just always think back like, oh, I was an idiot. Yeah, you, That's all I ever think. Well, you think you're an idiot <laughs> yeah. in the uh, previous yeah, in life? Yeah, just like, oh, what was I thinking? You know, Why, well, I always think that. <laughs> I think I think I, I often think of, uh, uh, I, try to, I try to do this. I try to say the way I was doing it at that time was the best I could do it. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if I, you know. That, that's optimistic. Yeah. yeah. I and, like that. And if I could do it better, I would have. You know what? I'm going to adopt that. <laughs> I like that a lot. If I could have done it better, <laughs> I would have done it. But I, did, I didn't, I did you know. Like I had a, I had a certain way um, in the past where I was like too aggressive or, or or I just, I didn't have the way of speaking to people properly. And it's like, it's like mentally I knew what I wanted to say, but uh, I, I wasn't capable of packaging it correctly mm-hmm. like it didn't show up nice like an amazon blue box or something like that mm-hmm. like it was it was just it was rough or something so a lot of the negative comments i received when i was younger wouldn't be necessarily like oh yeah. man you're so stupid or something like that it yeah, would be yeah. like i don't know man you, you're a little intense that i would get intense comments a lot like oh you're, you're too intense for this or yeah. uh everyone's invited you're coming on a little strong yeah, everyone's invited Except for that friend of yours, what's his name? Yeah, he's a little too intense, no, that kind of thing. No. And when I was younger, I, I would really? uh, I would take offense to stuff like that because, like, when you're young, you, you feel like if you're not invited to something, it's the end of the world. But like, I I didn't see like see you like that when I was young. That's interesting. Well, how did you see it then? How did you see me when I in your when you were younger? Because I always I always viewed you as like because you're a martial arts enthusiast, and you always had uh, you're always like I said you're always very well read. And uh, you always had like a, a, a drama background and stuff, so it's no, it's no kidding. You're an actor now, you know. So like it, it's just that's how I viewed you when you're younger. And you're like just a good guy to hang out with, good guy to drink with. I knew I could count on you if Why I was is drunk at a party. the last thing you say? What? The, what? You're a good guy to count on? Why? What? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no. I, you never seemed. Uh, like unconfident of yourself or anything like that when we were younger like <laughs> this is the most polite way anyone's ever said that i i, I am a cocky douchebag he's like yeah you never seemed unconfident you know it's, it's right <laughs> unconfident is that a word it's like growing up for me learn was learning how to uh uh measure how much um confidence i could allow people to see and and then and then also feel it inside because I, I used to think that if I if I couldn't uh, if I couldn't vocalize it then mm-hmm. it wasn't real, you know that's how that's how I really was. So I'd be like, well, I'm 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 this, I am this blank blank and blank. And if someone was like disagreed with one of those things, then for me, oh my god, they disagree with that. that must not be true because your reality is shattered. My, yeah, my reality shattered because it's completely defined by other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And now nowadays it's more like, okay, 
here's how I would I perceive myself, mm-hmm. and and here's how other people perceive me. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the middle, some, yeah. yeah, somewhere in the middle is the show. I guess like yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's is like, what I'm doing. Yeah, it's like me trying my best again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, here I am trying my best. You know, I'm, I'm 28. I'm trying my best. This is this is the way it's going to be in this era. You know, but moving forward, like half the reason I, I started doing this show was that I wanted to, uh, you know, start recording and, and um, basically get like a bit of a transcribed version of what happens week to week in this industry. Right. And, and you being on the show is really, really important for me because we've been friends for a long time. And not only that, but you have like a good story and a good angle on how, on how to discuss things. Like, like when we were talking about auditions here earlier in the podcast, your, your perception of that is completely different. Like I had no idea you walk into a room and there's a number of people that look like you. <laughs> like that, and that's I, only the, the pre-room, yeah, right? That's the, <laughs> that's the pre-room, right? Yeah. And so so like, I'm trying to think, I'm like, okay, if uh, if I was to, uh, here's, here's how I know I'm not an actor, okay? If I was to walk into a situation like that, blind, not knowing that that's what happens at, at an audition. Mm-hmm. My first audition, I walk in and I'm in the, the waiting room and it's like, 10 dudes that look like me mm-hmm. I, I would probably just put my hands up like okay <laughs> well this was good I'll see you guys later and <laughs> just see myself out you know like I just I don't think I could uh deal with the comedic value of that you know like I want to I could ex- see you starting a soccer team or something yeah Come I'd on. be like do you guys realize we're all the same height we should just start a team and they'd be like what do you want to play and be like anything beer pong you guys want to be beer pong champions yeah something like that and, and uh, it's just that's what I'm talking about man like you have a cool unique perspective on mm. things and I appreciate that if someone wanted to follow you on Twitter how would they follow you do you have Twitter nope of course you don't do you have Facebook, sir? Do you have any social media? Yeah, Facebook? Yeah, I have Facebook. Look, look you have Stephen Lindgren. Lindgren. I'll, I'll, I'll put PH, some links. Stephen with a PH. Stephen with a PH because you're you fat. me. Because you're fat with a PH. Damn right. Damn right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw up links on the site uh, as always. Um, I'm going to do a little spiel about social media stuff. But in the meantime, why don't you think of a song that you want to listen to uh, that we can play? Uh, we kind of have to own the rights to it to play it. So if it comes from any any of our camps or anything like that, it's cool. But uh, yeah, if you guys out there, if you enjoy the show, I hope you do. You, we invite you to give us your feedback and your comments. Um, you can always contact me directly on Twitter at MD underscore Boomsday. Or you could go ahead and email me directly at Jamie. Oh, I thought your name was MD. Yes, I told you at the beginning it's also Jamie McDonald. But... Jamie at Amp Records Co. That's C O A M P R E C O R D S C O dot com. And uh, as always, we appreciate all of you guys listening. And uh, this has been one of my favorite episodes. This is a perfect mix of comedy and intellectualism. This is exactly a nice little banner for this, this <laughs> I podcast. I don't know where the comedy was. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. <laughs> or the, oh, goddamn. Well, I had fun. I had a few drinks yeah, and I, it was I had fun. fun. That's all that matters. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. This show is always sponsored by Dressing Life Wounds. Uh, I, I was rocking the hoodie out there. That was when I, I saw I, it. Yeah. I that, they, like, they make pretty rad gear, man. I, 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 like, I like the way they I'm stuff it. I'm stealing it on my way out. You want to steal it on the way out? That could probably be arranged. We can sort that out. Excellent. Um, do you think, you know a song you want to listen to? What's up? Come on. I know what it is. I just don't know the name. Oh, how's it go? How's it go? Do you even know how it goes? I just know. How do you say you know it, but then you don't even know how it goes? It's Miz, yes. It's Miz, yes. Dun, dun, dun. 
Dun, dun, dun. Oh, play on. Yeah. Oh, it's play. You want to hear play, play on. on by Jay Miz yeah, off Commiserate Your Soul? Well, I produced that. We can definitely play that. We'll no play problem. It. We yeah. got the rights. Uh, we got the rights. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's also a video for this one, but yeah, I guess we're going to throw to Play On by Jay Miz, one of my favorite songs off that album. And uh, we appreciate you coming by, Stephen Linger. Thank you very much. Very good friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow him on Facebook, and I'll throw those links up and everything. Thank you for coming by. Say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is Play On yes. by J. Miz, produced by MD. Yeah. Let's listen to these guys. Miz-y Bye, Miz. everyone. Bye. MD, let's go. The way the town would talk to me. Like a black, she's not an athlete, but still a place first in a track. And then they act like a new man. And then ask me exactly where the knife was so they can stab me. Acting like they outgrew me. I can't hate that I made tracks. I'm not proud of stuff from way. So if you're trying to outdo me, I don't play that. Just lay back, recognize we both live on the same map. Wanna see me on the bench, but you know I Now act like I raise the crowd begs us. I play hard, so on the rise of clutch. We don't care if the radio. Wanna see me on the bench, but you know I Now act like I raise the crowd begs us. I play hard, so on the rise of clutch. We don't care if the radio. Now we move past local. This is eager to feature on the world's largest set of speakers. You know me, I'm really vocal. The reaper's my keeper, but realize talk is still me Moves with your vocal An emergency turning me to move with such a sense of urgency Now we're no longer hopeful It occurred to me currently we speak with words of certainty Wanna see me on the bench, but you know I Now act like I raise the crowd begs us I play hard, so on the rise of clutch We don't care if the radio Wanna see me on the bench, but you know I Now act like I raise the crowd begs us Us down, but that won't switch us up.